You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Hey, everybody. We're back. We back. It's Alexis and I on the podcast again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, so You just said anyways. Oh, my my gosh. Becoming in sync. I am Alexis. You just, you literally (laughs) gave me so much shit. I did. You're always like, anyways. Anyways. But now you just said it. Anyways, Anyways. (laughs) we are in a series, and it is called the Redefining Series. We started off by redefining humanity. Last week, we redefined pain. And then this week, this episode, we are going to redefine relationships, specifically dating. Um, We're going to have a question of, is there the one? The big question that we always ask, like, the first like half of our life yeah is there the one for you do you believe that there's the one for you there's the one so we are gonna dive into that because alexis and i have a lot to talk about that yeah especially now that i'm dating i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure every single person who's listening to this podcast has dated at some point in their life so relatable yes yes um so where to start Hmm. well okay we could start with like what we thought dating was. I mean, because we grew up a little bit in kind of like, I want to say not the, in a way, the purity culture. I know like the purity culture movement was in the 90s and early 2000s. That's when we were born. So our family, well, I know my parents were raised up on that. Yeah. And so I was taught that. Um, And we are, our generation was kind of in, was born into that or in the midst of that. And so I know that at a young age, I was like, and this is like, not just my parents, this is like school, like um, other elders that were over me. And then also the church that we went to, they would always say like, oh, dating is this, like, you know, put a lot of expectations and views instead of us just gaining views from ourselves. So I did want to ask you like, what did because I don't think I've ever asked you this. <laughs> what did you view as dating? Like as a kid and um, teenager especially. I feel like this is so hard. Um, I guess for me personally, like as a kid, I was lucky enough to see my parents in a relationship together. So like for me, and my mom always said this, like for me, it's always, it was always you have to find your best friend. And so in my head, dating or getting married to someone was always going to be like, okay, that's my best friend. Like, I need to find someone who I can hang out with, have fun with, like, do things with. Like, we have a lot in common because, like, looks are going to fade. You're going to be old and wrinkly one day. So, like, you have to have that foundation there. You have to have that friendship, that relationship there. Um your parents so I, are such good parents, by the way. I just want to shout out to them. I know. They have such a... I love Big telling, B and Linda. I, know. I love you. And I love telling, like, their story because it never happens. I feel like their story is, like, one in a million. You know what I mean? I think you were very lucky to see that as a child because not a lot of 
kids. I mean, I didn't see that. So I yeah. think you're very lucky lucky in that aspect. And as I feel like, yes, I was very lucky. Absolutely. I think it was a weird, like, perspective shift for me whenever I looked around and all, like, almost every single one of my friends or, like, my boyfriend, they never saw that. So, like, I realized, like, how rare what my parents had, like, like what I was seeing my whole childhood was so rare. You know what I mean? But I was very lucky because that's that was my basis for relationships was I was like, okay, that's what I want. So you had a good, like, core belief from the start, like a foundation. Yes, absolutely. And so I really think, and I'm just thinking about this now, but I really think that that's kind of what led to me not really caring about dating. Like I really didn't in middle school, not even really in high school. Of course, like I thought guys were cute and all that stuff, but I was always like, eh, like they're just, (laughs) I just wasn't interested because they were either too immature or like for me, I think I was very mature for my age and I got that from a lot of people too. Yeah. And so a lot of the boys that were around were just so immature or, like, my mom would always be like, you know, boys this age, they only really want one thing. And you can know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, so I just really didn't care that much. Um, And, like, whenever I quote unquote dated in middle school, high school, I mean, it was your typical, like, oh, we held hands in the hallway. You know, it wasn't actually. We called it talking back talking then. <laughs> I'm talking to him you're like I'm sorry what yes of course you're gonna talk to that person yeah <laughs> you know um so that I guess that was my view coming up um in high school um as we were going to the church <laughs> um I view dating as finding someone who's like equally yoked like they have to be in the word they have to be you know bible thumper just like you like if yeah they, they have to be the exact same as you the, and equal and yeah mm-hmm. they have to be the exact same as you um if they oh in my head I had it in my head that like if they do anything wrong like you can't be with that person um which is funny because I did things wrong all the time. So. And we're all human beings and we're always going to make mistakes. Exactly. But then I also, like, remember feeling like almost like you would be not living your best life or doing what you're supposed to be doing, like, if you don't get in a relationship and get married one day. Like, I definitely had that feeling. Like, you you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, and that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's your life. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, like in high school, especially I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm kind of getting there, you know, like I better start looking for someone who's equally yoked. And if you were in church and you don't have your hands up during worship, like, mm-mm, I'm not going to look at you, you know, like it was just an idea of you have to be this perfect, quote unquote, Christian in order for me to date you. right like we it's like what was programmed into us is like we have to find the perfect person but we weren't even perfect ourselves so how could we find a perfect person when we don't even act perfect yeah it was just what is even perfect exactly am I trying to find somebody per like somebody perfect in um the definition of what somebody else thinks is perfect because my definition of perfect doesn't mean your definition exactly so it's just kind of like 
who am I trying to please here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> just the idea of dating while I was in the church is just insane to me. Well, because um, it they I I feel like they taught us like if you are to date, you need to make sure they're the one. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. And like you're dating to marry. Like mm-hmm. so you better make sure that this is someone that you're interested in marrying and you're like, "Holy cow, wait, hold up. I don't I don't I'm 16. Really, yeah, I'm 16. I don't even know this person." And then like I specifically remember like <laughs> And I get the idea. I really do get the idea behind why they did this. Um, But I remember, like, signing a card saying that, like, I won't have sex until I'm married, you know? Yeah, I remember we did that, yeah. (laughs) And I I can't understand why, obviously. Like, I get it. But I feel like that put a lot of shame on anybody who didn't live up to that standard. Yeah, it was a fear-driven theology. Yeah. Absolutely. I and I, and maybe that's why I didn't date a lot either in high school because like what I thought dating was supposed to be, it didn't seem like anybody could live up to those standards, which nobody can, honestly in my personal opinion. Yeah. And so then after I stopped going to church all the time is whenever I got into that first like serious relationship Mm -hmm. and that went into shambles and so my view of dating after that was just like you know what fuck this yeah (laughs) you know I just really I just really didn't care like I didn't think that I would date um obviously until I met my current boyfriend um but honestly after after that one I pretty much shut down and was like no this is not for me like it's not well yeah because we were taught I mean for me and you can agree or disagree, but for me, we were taught, like, okay, once you find the person that you do want to date, or, like, let's say you're dating somebody, and then you finally choose, like, okay, I want to be with them, well, then that means they're the one, Mm -hmm. because you date to marry, right? Mm -hmm. So don't waste your time, and I'm like, okay, well, then that made everything so high stakes for me, and a lot of pressure, so then the next person that I date, he has to be the one, and if he's not, shame, um, fear, pressure, everything is just high stakes, and I just feel like a failure, and I remember as a young child, like, we grew up with all these, like I've said this before in, in the past episodes, like fairy tales of the man rescuing the girl, the man mm. saving the girl, the man um, helping the girl realize who she is, like a very codependent um, thinking. So like I grew up of like, oh, I want a man to save me or I will finally be whole when I have a man. Mm-hmm. I will finally be somebody <laughs> when I have somebody. That was literally my core belief. Yeah. And and there were phases. So because of all that, I was scared like, oh, my God, that's very high stakes. I'm not going to find anybody because who's going to love me? And I have to find somebody who's perfect. But I'm not perfect. And I'm un- like, I'm going to have to try to get someone perfect to love the imperfect me. And I'm unlovable. You know, like that, that was all the things that were going in my head. So I didn't date yeah. in junior high or even in high school, really. I, oh, that's right. I really didn't date you anybody. Really didn't. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like talked to guys. And yes, like I had my first kiss in high school, but it was never like. Never anything serious, and I do remember if a guy wanted to get serious with me, I would, I would like, 
say no. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Um, and so I didn't start, like, actually dating and going on dates until, I guess, like, after high school. And I had my first relationship when I was 22. Right. And and I thought, <laughs> I thought he was someone, and he's not. He wasn't. But I think, yeah, and, and the church that we were a part of, it was always like, well, you have to find the one. It was it was always that question, and I remember we would always talk about it in friend groups and even at church, like, do you do you think there's the one? Or, like, why are you talking to him if you don't think he's the one yet? As if, like, I'm supposed to know after a month or two months mm. if this person's the one for me or not mm-hmm. when That's I don't good. even know myself. And I remember even this one time when um, – I had just, I think I had just graduated high school. I started going into children's ministry at this one church and, you know, I had some mentors and one of my mentors, he's a man, he was like, well, by six months, if you don't know that this person's the the one, then they're not. And I'm like, okay. And I totally believed it. I went with it because I'm like, this guy knows everything. He's older than me. So I'm going to believe it. I'm not going to question anything. Yeah. Um, and so I believed it. But as I've gotten older, now, yes, do I think that people who have dated somebody for six months or even shorter for that time and they knew right away that that person's the one, by all means, go for it. Congratulations. Like, seriously, that's amazing. And people even get married after six months. Or engaged. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's how my parents were. They got engaged after six months. Damn. Did you know that? Uh-uh. I had no clue. Yeah, they got engaged after six months. So, yeah. Anyways, but that's a bad example to use. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, my parents got engaged after, like, one, so. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and that does happen. And I'm not saying that those people are wrong and that, oh, they're wrong for saying that they're the one. No, they were the one for each other. They chose each other in those six months. I think that's amazing. That's beautiful. But I shouldn't, as a 20-year-old, 20, like in my young 20s, fresh out of high school, still trying to figure out what I like, what I want to do, all these things, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel pressure into like finding the one as well when I truly just need to figure out me. Yeah. And I think dating now, what I would say is it's supposed to be fun. Like you're doing human to human interaction. Mm -hmm. Like you're just supposed to just get to know somebody. Yeah. And, And I'm not saying like, yeah, go out and date and just, you know, kiss and have sex and all that stuff. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. You're getting to know a human being. Mm-hmm. And wondering, okay, do I like these this human being's qualities? Could I see this? Do I want this in a husband, in a partner, in a relationship? And then I go on dates with multiple people or with a guy, and I'm like, oh, I see some, I see some great qualities I would love potentially. Mm-hmm. And then I see some red flags, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Every human being has red flags. Absolutely. I have red flags. Krista has red flags. Like any man has red flags. Like just anybody has red flags. You're just choosing if you want those red flags. Exactly. Yeah. Because how how beautiful is it for someone? I think this is just my way of thinking now. How beautiful is it for someone that to see my red flags and still, oh, I would risk it. Like I still choose you. 
Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't even say risk it. Like, I would mm-hmm. just say, like, right, like you said, when you look at somebody, there's always going to be, you know, the good, the, the bad, bad, and the, the ugly, ugly. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain amount of bad and ugly that you as a person can have capacity have for. Have capacity for. And then, and then there's some that you can't. And so looking at that person, looking at you and saying, wow, her good side is fantastic. I love it. Her bad side, I, I see. I see it there. Her ugly, I see it. But, like, I still accept it and I still love it. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's what it is. It's like, can I personally live with the bad and the ugly, too, along with the good? Because, like, I'm just using you as an example. Like, I yeah. can't change you. There's exactly. nothing that I could do to change you. So if I can't deal with the ugly, then I need to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can't stay in hopes that your ugly will get better. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, that doesn't mean that you're not worth loving. No. Because of your ugliness or, you know, or anything like that. That doesn't, just because this person didn't choose you doesn't mean that you're still not worth loving. Like, this person didn't, doesn't define you. He, this person isn't your creator. Think about think about it this way. This person doesn't have the capacity for you. Like you're you yeah. you know what I mean? In in the best possible in way. In the best possible it does not mean that you're too much. Oh, I'm just too much. Yeah, no. No, it just means like well, to be honest, would you have the capacity for them as well? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like exactly. It is vice versa. It's a two way street for sure. It doesn't take away anything about who you are or your greatness or anything. It would just be so amazing to be chosen and that's what I think of it now, like I want to be chosen. I want you to be realistic Mm -hmm. about who I am because I do have a sharp tongue. I can get angry and I can say hurtful things. And now am I better at it than I once was? Yes. Am I still working on it? Yes. But a person needs to realize like, oh, am am I capable of living with that? And I want to be chosen like, Alexis, your emotions don't scare me. Yeah. And I accept you. Exactly. But also like you have to remember – whenever you meet someone or you get to know somebody like think about our friendship for example yeah like we have not been plateau and I don't even mean our friendship I just mean us and our personal lives like we haven't been on a plateau this whole you know the past 10 years like there has been ups in our lives and there has been downs in our Mm -hmm. lives and we have seen each other in different kinds of ways yeah and so take that to like an actual like relationship like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. like that's going to be the same thing. This person that's sitting in front of you right now could be different in six years because something traumatic could happen to them yeah. or something great could happen to them. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not that person that you're choosing right then and there is not necessarily, and I don't mean this in, like, a bad way at all. I'm just saying it, that's not necessarily could be the person in six years because who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you know, okay, I know your ugly side. I know what happens And I know what you're like and I still, I can handle it. I can choose. I still choose you even in the worst. Exactly. And I think that's what love honestly typically is like, and I get it. Like we grew up seeing whether you know this or not, we did truly grow up seeing conditional love. Mm -hmm. I know that I did. And maybe some childhoods, like you honestly had an amazing childhood and amazing parents who loved each other and and they were amazing to you and they taught you what love is. I think that's so great. But subconsciously, like in the back of my mind, like there were things in my childhood and um, 
that I saw that were conditional love. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying and it's going to take some time, but like I been trying to get those core beliefs or the programmed things in my brain and the foundational things like, okay, I'm not, I'm uh, okay. Hold on. I'm just trying to learn how not to love myself conditionally. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to love myself unconditionally. So the ugly parts of me and then the bad parts of me, like I think those are still lovable and I'm, I'm, and that's the thing. That's why we've said, look at yourself in the mirror and love the unlovable parts about you. And maybe you should do that about your personality or characteristics or um, the mistakes that you made in your past. Like still love that old you or that 16-year-old you or the 20-year-old you because it's still you. Mm-hmm. It was a part of you. And I think we all – and we do live in a world that's conditional. We just do. Like, oh, that's bad? Then no, you can't do that. Or you can't love him because he made this mistake or whatever. Or you can't love her because she's this way. Yeah, there's just like a lack of empathy. Yes, a lack of compassion. Compassion. And I'll tell you what, like shame won't change anything. Mm -mm. It just won't. It'll just cause more of a cycle and more of a spiral. And it it honestly will just a deeper wound. Mm -hmm. Love is actually what heals an unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, then you need to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. And you need to like get with somebody or Jesus, whatever makes you feel like you can get, not get with somebody, not in a relationship, but yeah. like whatever that looks like for you. Krista wants to say something. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, well, cause when you said like figure out what unconditional love is, I genuinely think about myself and mm-hmm. and in the sense of like there's been years of my life that I think that I've been fantastic and then there's also been years of my life where I have sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a friend, as a girlfriend, as a daughter, whatever you want to say. Um, and from if I think about unconditional love, I think about how I would want someone to still continue to love me and choose me even though maybe I'm very, very ugly and dark sometimes, but then I'm also super bright sometimes. Like, to me, that's how I define unconditional love is how I would want somebody else to treat me. Like, so that's how I would show unconditional love to somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that does make sense. And also, like, just to break it down even more, like, I think of... I think of, like, a child or a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And maybe y'all have a niece or a nephew or, like, a daughter or a son or um, whatever you can relate this to. Like, I think of Scotty or I think of Hazel. And I'm like, I love these girls so freaking much. They could literally do anything. They could literally do anything. And I would still love them. Yeah. And I would still, like, I don't know, hold them and give them compassion and empathy and try to at least understand them. Like this is a human being who doesn't know truly what they're doing when it happens. Like, oh my God. That's the essence. That is the essence is that we are all human beings just trying to figure the shit out. Yes. And it brings you back to literally what Jesus said on the cross. Like his last and final words, one of them were like, Lord, forgive them for they truly do not know what they are doing. They truly did not know. The humans did not know that they were truly 
killing the Savior. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, God. Yeah. Like they didn't know they were torturing him. Mm-hmm. They truly didn't not, they truly didn't know the depth of their actions in that moment and what it would do. Exactly. Like if you just stop for a moment and just like think in your lifetime, think of a moment where you made a decision that in that moment you thought was the right decision. But then weeks, months, years later, you then like realize, no, my gosh, that was not the right decision. But like in the moment, you really did. You really thought that, yes, that is what I was supposed to do or that was how I was supposed to feel or act or whatever it may be. But then later on, you finally realized, oh, my God, I went about that all wrong. I know personally for me, there's plenty of times in my life where I've done that. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now is like you just don't like you're doing the best you can with what you have in the moment exactly i love how we got that kind of like i guess that kind of does go with relationships and dating in a way we totally got sidetracked but i felt like that wasn't needing to be said yeah especially in this moment but and that does go back to dating like dating is supposed to be light dating is supposed to be fun it's all about choosing what you want the freedom to choose yeah and then, honestly, that does bring us back to this question. So, hold on. I don't know why. I'm like, think of, I'm thinking about my fat ass. I'm not literally. Okay. Yeah, don't say that. My Self-talk, ass. Krista. <laughs> I'm thinking about food. I'm like, think about dating like food. Like, how would you know what food you liked and didn't like if you didn't try them? Exactly. Like, you're basically hanging out with somebody and you're seeing their personality and you're figuring out, okay, what I like, oh, I don't like that. Like maybe you've never encountered someone who has certain qualities and you're like, oh, I like that or I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly how I'm, you're taste testing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not meant to, it was never meant to be high stakes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And that brings me back to remember, okay, we talked about this the other day, that book. No. Oh, it was me and Jen who talked about it. Okay. I was like, huh? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I always get confused with like what okay, I talk but to still you talk about, about it. Okay, it was the um, it was a dating book that literally came out in the nineties, and it was called Oh Kissing Dating Goodbye. What? It was like it was big in the purity culture days. Like it was all about like yes, it was all about do you don't date anybody unless you know they're the one how the fuck like am you I don't waste to... exactly so you're not supposed to date or date around and so it was basically around that and the author of this book he wrote it like when he was 20 like i think either 18 or 20 i don't really know but he was young yeah and he comes out he literally just came out and <laughs> i think a few years ago um and he was like i should have never wrote that book Mm-hmm. I was completely wrong. Me as like a 20 year old should have never wrote that book. I did not know what I was saying. I did not know what I was talking about. Dating should not be that high stake. So, and he was a Christian, like this was a Christian book mm-hmm. and all the Christians and, you know, during that time, they're like, oh my gosh. And he literally came out and apologized. I am so sorry. I should have never programmed that into people's head because that's not what dating should be like Mm -hmm. or it shouldn't be that high stakes because it made like a lot of shame and failure and um a spiral for many people and uh yeah so he came out and it just brings me back to like it is supposed to be fun like date find out what you like like don't make it 
high stakes. Like it's not supposed to be this altering life decision of like, oh, if I don't find the one, it's not going to be, you know, it's, I'm going to, I'm a failure. Or mm -hmm. if I don't find the one right now and um, right in this moment, or if this date doesn't go so well, then it's over. You know, it's not supposed to be like that. And God would never want us to put that much pressure. God would actually never put pressure on us in that way. Yeah. When it especially when it comes to that, like, don't worry, you're, it's gonna either happen for you. It's not. Exactly, and you know what? I, I'm just thinking about something else popped in my head, and it is the fact that I said it like briefly earlier, but basically how we have been conditioned to believe that life is growing up, going to school graduating high school, going to college, getting your degree, um, finding a person to marry, have children, raise children, have grandchildren, die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's basically, um, for me anyway, was what was conditioned. I was conditioned to believe. And I know so many people who, after they graduated college, because they were conditioned to believe that, okay, my next step is to get married. Like, that's what needs to happen next in my life. And so they either married the, whoever they were dating in the moment, even if that they knew that they didn't really want to. Like, deep down, they were like, no, I can't live with the worst part of parts of these this person. Um, but they still did it anyways because of the timeline. Yeah. Because they believed that at this certain time in my life, I had to get married. Mm -hmm. And vice versa like on the other side of that I know so many people who weren't with anybody or haven't gotten married at that timeline and it turned them into a shame spiral of like what's wrong with me mm -hmm. why is everybody else around me getting married I'm and not worthy I'm, I'm not, not lovable worthy. there must be something wrong with me what what's wrong with me and and I honestly I've done this before too and and I shouldn't but when you think about like a 32-year-old, 33, 4, 35, or older, like, and they're not married, my first thought in my head was, well, why? Well, what's wrong with them? Yeah. And that yeah. is such a bad thing to think. Because that was, was programmed in our head, like, oh, no, they should be married right now. Yeah. And or it's by like, now or whatever. And it's like, well, guess what? You're not taking into account anything that's happened in their life, or anything the that they've gone through. Or the success that they've had on their own as yeah. an individual. Yeah. Like, I don't know, especially as women, I feel like we have been programmed to basically rely on men for happiness. Like in the sense of like, you need, you'll be happy when you get married and you'll be happy when you have kids. But it's like, what if that's not for you? Like, what mm -hmm. if that's not the path that you were supposed to take? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you're any less than. And I also want to do say this, and I I want to say this in a very loving way because this is going to be a little, this might struck some people's hearts. I do want to say that if you have expectations of once you get married, or when you find the person that you believe is the one for you and you expect them to heal you, they cannot heal you. Mm -hmm. They cannot, quote unquote, fix you. You actually don't need to be fixed, but no human being 
can fully heal another human being. Yeah. There's only inspiration Mm -hmm. and goals, but the only person who can truly look at you and fully accept you before somebody else can is you. Mm -hmm. The only person who can fully decide to heal you is you. You have to decide that on your own. Your husband is not going to heal you. You think about marriages, and I know marriages as I've gotten older that have happened like this. My mom did this. She expected us as a family and my dad to heal her, and we we couldn't Mm -hmm. because nobody can do that, you know? Like, I'm not... I'm not God. I'm I'm not the super. Yes, I do believe that God gives us power and authority, but um, I don't think we were meant to have that much power over someone to heal them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very codependent. And so, and I believed that for a long time. I believed like, okay, once I find my husband, all my wounds from my childhood, all my um, like, all my faith will be restored because of this one marriage. Quite the opposite. <laughs> yes, because this person is a human being. They're going to trigger the frick at you. Yeah. And But that doesn't mean... I think marriage is very beautiful, though. Don't get me wrong. I think it's very beautiful. I've seen amazing marriages. And um, so I, I just want to say, like, if you expect and have a subconscious thought that once I get married, my whole life will be redeemed and everything will be fine and there will be no more pain... Mm-hmm. that's not true yeah i'll say we can we could probably have a whole episode on expectations but mm-hmm. i i love what you just said like and and just to put it in different words like nobody is ever gonna make you whole mm-hmm. like you make you whole mm-hmm. you partnering with god makes you whole mm-hmm. those are the things that make you whole and i know that it's like a cute thing to say like oh i found my other half but you are not half of a person you are a whole person mm-hmm. the person you're marrying that's a whole person you guys are whole persons by yourself mm-hmm. whole persons are whole people it's okay okay you go, understand. With, go with it yeah you guys are whole people by yourself and so in my head, I'm like, no, bitch, you did not find your other half. You found your other hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, and I get that it's supposed to be sweet, but like, honestly, subca- subconsciously that teaches other people like, oh yeah, like I need to find someone in order to feel yeah. good. But how much more beautiful is it for two people who know exactly who they are mm-hmm. and exactly two whole people who know what they want, know exactly who they are, know their voice and they choose one another in that Yes. And here, you know what? I'm going to transition. I just am realizing kind of what my idea of dating is now. Mm -hmm. And it is that I am 100% completely fine with being all by myself for the rest of my life. I am. And that's because I've built a relationship with myself, because I understand myself, because I love being with myself when I'm alone now. Like, those things don't scare me like they used to. Like, I have built that foundation with myself first. And so now I'm like, you know what? I could do this whole thing, this whole thing of life completely by myself. Now, would I love to share that with someone? Absolutely. And so in my head now, it's like, 
that person is an addition to my life. Yes, it's a gift. It's a gift. It is not something that I need. Mm -hmm. It is something that I want. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, when I have made that mind shift almost, Mm -hmm. that has helped me with my Mm self-worth. That has helped me with like the high stakes of dating that Mm -hmm. has been you know, put on my mind over the past 26 years, like that, that truly right there has helped me because I, I got to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm completely okay with being alone. Mm -hmm. Now, would I prefer that? Absolutely not. You know, like I'm not the kind of person who wants to be alone for the rest of my life, but I would be okay if that were the path that I needed to take. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So looking at people as additions to your life instead of just like, I need them in order to survive, you know? that's not true you don't exactly so that brings me to the question (laughs) do you believe and I don't know I actually we might have different views on this I don't know maybe um, I don't know (laughs) 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 do you believe that God has or tells you we might say this in a couple of different ways. Do you believe that God tells you who to marry or God tells you that there's the one? Do you believe in the one? No. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. You don't believe that God tells you? No. Okay. And <laughs> all, okay. The Christ- all the cookie cutter Christians are going to be like, what? <laughs> you heathen. <laughs> Are you even really a believer? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go All right, ahead. anyways. Um, no, I don't. And I and I don't know that I ever truly believe that either. I really don't. Um, this is a touchy subject because it's hard to kind of explain. Go for it. It's our platform. Yeah. Um, so I'll start off with, do I think there is the one? Um, the reason why I say no is because there's several reasons why I say no, but... I say no. I okay. In a perfect world, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't. This is a world where you get to choose. There. This is a world where there's um, a lot of paths that are taken that are not necessarily. I mean, they're 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 not for you. Is what I guess I'll say. Like they're not for the best. For you, uh, my under- are you understanding? Compatible. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, it's not the best path you can take. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I just feel like there are too many factors on choices that separate people can make that I don't believe that those two people are just gonna, you know, freaking magnetize towards each other. Like, I just don't. Because I more so believe that can, can God try to put you on a path towards a certain person? Absolutely. I do believe that. But also, it is your choice to go down that path. It's their choice to go down that path. What if they don't choose that? Like, so I don't know. Like, for me, like, it just doesn't make sense in my head. Um, and sure people can be like, well, well, God already knew what was going to happen. So yeah, technically he chose that person for you because you chose, he knows the choices you're going to make. And I'm like, "Eh." that still doesn't make sense to me either though. You know, um, I, I also think about it this way. I know a lot of people who, okay, I say a lot, (laughs) but I know a few people who like have gotten married and have 
believe that this person is the one, this is the person they're going to, you know, spend the rest of their life with all this stuff. Like they're about to get married and, and that person dies. Well then a couple of years later, they find another person and now they're like, Oh no, the, this, this one's the one too. You know what I mean? Like, I, but for me, that happened with Ruth and Boaz. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, okay, if you're supposed to have the one, then why do I see a lot of people have multiple of the ones, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I guess in my head, it's more so God can try to open up doors for you and for other people to lead you to each other. But essentially it's y'all's choice. It's y'all's choice to choose one another. It's y'all's choice to look at each other. It's your choice to heal your, heal yourself right? It's your choice to do anything basically is what I'm trying to say. And I just don't think that, I just don't think that there's the the one because there's too many different choices that can be made. There's a billion, gajillion different choices that each person could make that could either steer them towards a person or away from a person. And so, I mean, so I don't think so, but what about you? Do you think that there is the one for you? No. Okay. I do not. Two years ago, if someone were to ask me that, I would say yes. But now, just with the more as I've grown up and the more experiences I have been through, mm-hmm. I do not. And going back to what you said, just picking back off of what you said, um, if we were in the Garden of Eden right, <laughs> and Adam and Eve would have never eaten from the apple, I do believe that we would have known who our significant other was as, like, from the womb or, you know, just whatever. But unfortunately, that just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And we, they did eat from the apple and that caused a lot of, a lot of sin and a lot of just the fall to happen, okay? And, but what, the one thing that remained the same was choice, just Mm -hmm. like Adam and Eve chose to eat from the apple, you know? It was always a choice, But I will say this. I do believe that God has told people, this is the one for you. Now, I also believe with that, people have chosen to partner with God in that or to not partner with them. Because I just know in the Bible, Hosea, God told him that his wife was a prostitute. So for the rest of his life, he kept pursuing the prostitute, got married to her, but he, she kept running away from him mm-hmm. because she couldn't accept love within herself or with God or even from Hosea. So she didn't choose it because yeah. she didn't want to partner with it, even though they right like God told them that they were the one for each other. But they she didn't want to partner with it, but he did. Right. But you have to have both sides. Exactly. Both people. Exactly. And so um, I do believe that God tells people that, hey, this person is the one for you. But two of those people that he told for each other, they have to both partner with it. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that people don't do that. Yeah. I believe that God can say, you know, and maybe some people don't end up with the person that God wanted them to be with. But I also do believe in redemption for those people. 
And this is just where I'm at with it right now. My mind literally could change six months from now or a year from now. And I wouldn't be a hypocrite for it. It would just mean that I'm growing. It's just where I'm at for right now. And I can change my mind. Exactly. You are allowed to. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, sometimes like I do believe that people don't end up with the the person that God told them to marry. Yeah. And do I believe that God, oh, this is very complex. I believe that God can also say, because I have heard this before, and this has happened to me. I believe that God can say to somebody, hey, this person's the one for you. And in the midst of those actions between those people, God can change his mind and be like, no, he's not. He's not anymore. Because of what they chose to be and become. So I believe in that as well. I believe that God changes his mind. But he doesn't change his character. I think when people um, state that, oh, God is never changing, like he doesn't change his mind, his promise is a promise. Um, he does change his mind. When when you're relating that to the Bible, when the God, like when the Bible says, oh, um, God is never changing or whatever, they take that as... Um, God will never change his mind, but he does because due to people and human beings, actions, actions and what they choose. But I do believe that God as his character, his heart always stays the same. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So that's just my views on that right now. And I am finally at a place, even though I have gone on a couple of dates, I am finally at a place. Well, I know where my healing's at right now after going on, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I am completely 100% fine if I never get married. Yeah. Now, more than anything, do I want to be a mom? Yes. Yeah. And would I love to be a wife and cherish my husband and, you know, love him unconditionally and have that experience? Of course I would. Mm-hmm. But I am completely fine with never being married. If I don't get married, I would be okay because I know that having a man or a relationship, especially after everything I've been through, I just don't, that desire that used to be everything to me isn't everything to me anymore. It just isn't. Yeah. I mean, and I think we are lucky in that way in the sense of like if you took... I mean, I'm even going to include Jen here. Like, if you took all three of us back to high school, a lot of our mindsets were definitely like, got to get married. Can't wait to get married. Oh, I'm picturing my wedding day. Oh, I'm picturing this. I'm picturing Where's my husband at? Like, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It was all we ever talked about. Yeah, and that's what's crazy. And and it was never like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Like, what's your passion? What do you want to do? How do you want to change the world? Like, it was never like what your desires and passions were. It was always related to marriage or dating like that was the focus for most of the time and then looking back now you're just like what there's just so much more to life than that like I think that that is a beautiful added bonus I really do Mm -hmm. but there's so much that you are capable (laughs) capable of that it's not just you're not confined to just being a wife or just being a mom one day you know what I mean like 
you are capable of a lot more than just that. Now, those are desires. Mm -hmm. Those are things that you want to do, but that's not all you can do, you know, but I just feel like we've been programmed to only focus on that because we thought that this is what was, it was supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think it's so beautiful because the first time in my life, I actually have space to fall in love with myself mm-hmm. instead of somebody else. Yeah. And I love falling in love with myself. Yeah. And I've actually grown to, you know, maybe ad- addicted isn't the right word, but in a way, like, I love, like, learning more about myself and learning things that I don't like and don't have tolerance for mm-hmm. and what I do have tolerance for. I think, and I think there's also so much, so much beauty in the fact that God allows us to choose even from the very freaking beginning mm-hmm. when it was a perfect world, he still allowed choice to come into play because that's what freedom is, is the ability and the opportunity to choose. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's what it has. And I think choosing your spouse, choosing that person, like it's in your power now. Mm -hmm. God can help you. You can definitely partner with God on it and let God take the reins of it. But ultimately, God can literally give you a gift and you can say no to it. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's the beauty of choice. Mm -hmm. You know, like free will. Yeah, this isn't a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't you do what I say. It's you have a choice now. I'm going to try to guide you, obviously. But at the end of the day, you have a choice. And and I, I wouldn't want to live any, anywhere. I mean, just like, <laughs> I mean, not to get political, but just like anywhere on earth right now, nobody wants to live in a place that has a, is run by a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to have freedom. You want to have choice. So why wouldn't it be the same way, like, with God? You want to have freedom and choice in the way that you live, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. I, I mean, not that it would be bad. I'm sure it would be great. But having to do, you know, whatever somebody said all the time. Like, if, if I wanted to turn left, but they said to turn right. You know what I mean? Just like. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to have choice and to have that freedom to be able to explore and do all those things like that's a that's what life is exactly like that it wouldn't be life if it was already like planned out every single you yeah, know how boring that would that be make. <laughs> yeah that's like that's basically like watching it like you've watched a movie for like a thousand times and you're like okay i already know every single thing that's gonna happen like there's no excitement or mm-hmm. you know there's whatever. no adventure yeah there's no adventure in yeah there. and so. that leads us off i think that's a good like stopping point to this whole thing is like that leads us off into the next episode of redefining our perspective on God. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a perfect way to end. Is there anything else you want to say? No, you know? no, not about that. Like I just, I just really challenge you to sit back and think about like pretty much any belief that you have in your life and decide for yourself, like, do I genuinely believe this? Is this something that I, that I, believe to my core or is it something that I was taught to believe or it's just something that I heard enough times that now I believe it you know what I mean because I feel like that right there is really what started my whole journey is just questioning and I don't think questioning is bad at all because like somebody could tell you that the floor is lava and you know if you were just like well that person is 
older than me, so I must believe them or whatever. Like, but that's not necessarily the truth. So I just, I just, I say that to tell you to just question things, think about your beliefs about everything and not, not, not even just dating, but literally everything Mm -hmm. and see if that's genuinely what you believe or, or not. And, and that could take time too. So. Yeah. And here's another challenge for you. Like throughout this episode of this brought an inkling feeling of, um, fear, Mm -hmm. especially when I said like, this person is going to heal you or like to, to think about or when Krista said if you don't ever get married you're going to be fine like if that thought of you never being married if that scares you we don't want to scare you I think there's a lot of understanding and compassion there mm-hmm. I have been there I know what that feeling feels like Krista has been there um, I would just really comfort yourself and allow space for yourself of like Okay, why? Just ask yourself the question and don't even put pressure on yourself when you ask that self, when you ask yourself that. Like, you don't even need to know the answer right now. Yeah. But ask yourself, why did that scare me? Mm-hmm. Or why did listening to this episode cause fear? Where is that fear coming from? Yeah. And maybe just take some time for yourself in that, in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get to know yourself a little bit more that way. Yeah. Beautiful. And you're going to be okay. Yes. You're still whole. You don't need to be fixed. Yeah. You're going to heal and you don't need another human being to heal you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have power and authority. Like you can choose this, you know, you can choose whatever you want. You can choose what life you want. Yeah, exactly. You have that power to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited for next episode though, because yeah, I know for sure that um, Alexis and I's view of god and i feel like just christianity as a whole has changed immensely over the past decade so Mm -hmm. we will share that next episode all right we love y'all we love you be kind to yourself yes Mm -hmm. bye